You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeningandkingston.com. start off with the big news that there was a tentative agreement for the actors to return to work that I do believe has been ratified by now and and they're back the strike is over we don't have a lot of details on it today but we'll talk about it eventually when when there are more details but it's done the actors can talk about their movies once again they're allowed to post on (laughs) Instagram, I guess. So I wonder if we'll get posts put back up on Instagram from Selena Gomez, et cetera. Yeah, things that were mysteriously taken down. Take, take it down. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, but you oh, can you talk about what, it now. You, you know what this. I just realized? Good news for me. My It's Always Sunny podcast is coming back. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> because Let I you know. personally was victimized by this strike because I have not been able to listen to It's Always Sunny. The yes, podcast, of course. So. Yes. Um, Nothing is important unless it personally impacts you. I mean, I think I saw somewhere, again, I don't want to, let's not get into full details until we know, but I think I saw somewhere that there's like a 7% pay increase. So yeah, you know, it's a lot for 7%. Yeah, I, um... I I chose a Apple TV movie to review this week. I won't I won't give any spoilers until like until I get to my review. But I chose it because Apple is I saw a crazy statistic like it's the prices increasing by like four hundred percent or something. Did you see that headline where Apple I TV? <laughs> no, I don't I, think no, it, I didn't I'm, see that. No, I'm bad at math. I don't think it's actually four hundred percent because that okay. probably <laughs> is insanity. But um, Apple TV was. One of the lower cost subscriptions, I think it yes. was like eight ninety nine a month or something. I don't know. I haven't been keeping track. Um, it's supposed to go quite. The price increase, I understand, is going to be quite severe. So I thought I better get into my. I, I've talked about it before. This is a subscription service I use like once every six months. I sh- really should cancel. I keep forgetting to cancel. So I thought, well, if they're going to hike up the price again, I better at least watch some content. So that's why I chose an Apple TV movie this week to review. Yeah. And I mean, I already got an email. Disney plus is going up. Like this is all, we knew this. Um, But Hey, I mean, I guess 7% is big. I don't know. I want to see the details before I comment further. I hope, I really do hope that there's more in, in it than that. And I'm sure there is like, I'm sure it's more complex and, I want to get as much details as possible because I'm still quite critical uh, of this strike. But hey, if uh, if everyone gets back to work and maybe people are a little bit happier with their pay situation, then great. All, all the better. I did see that one of the uh, one of the things that maybe because, again, we don't have firm details yet. But one of the things they won was they are going to get a bonus for streaming. Because Yeah, which is great. I mean, that to that, me is fair. You know, that's fair. Yeah. Well, and I mean, <laughs> I will, we'll get into it later. I, was, <laughs> I know the end consumer is going to pay, which is your, your line. Yeah. No, but- it's not just that. It's not just that. It's just, I don't know. I mean, friend of the show, friend of Taylor, Nicole and I were chatting on Instagram about it because like, you know, Nicole brought up an article and some other things to me that, you know, that the strike is really about the people who are making like under 40K and they're, yeah. they're you know, just basically the working making actors. a working wage. Yeah, like the working actors. The and Nicole's it's like, yeah, <laughs> which I want to, but like, that's the thing. Like I want, that's why I want to know about the pay increase and stuff because the working actor isn't getting residuals from streaming. I'm sorry, like that's, yeah. that's more, that's more money in, in like who, whose pocket that the actors who have like Seinfeld and the people who have streaming contracts, like I don't, again, maybe, maybe there are smaller films or smaller things that's like, well, these actors who were making, you know, 
40k a year because they're doing commercials and like bit parts and stuff they're finally going to see small residuals because they weren't before okay great cool let's see it like i want i just want to see what it says that they got because i'm still skeptical that this is going to help anyone except the millionaires so i'll be proven wrong when i read whatever they release to the public and it says oh and here's how we're benefiting other people who are working actors who don't have the great opportunities that David Boreanis does or like Bones, which runs forever on streaming. Great. I'm so glad the Bones people get more money. Like that's good, but they were fine. They were okay. I wasn't too concerned about them. So I want the working actor to be benefited. I just, so far I failed to see that that's happened, but let's see the, let's see the stuff. I will change my tune. If I get a big report that says, here's how everyone's being benefited. Here's everything that we got. And this is why we needed to fight for it. And great. That's awesome. All right. We'll uh, stay tuned, (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Stay tuned. tuned. We will follow this because as everyone knows, we are award-winning journalists. I kid. We are not award-winning journalists. But (laughs) we will. will Some fans want us to be. Yes, they want us to be um, investigative journalists. We will follow the story as it comes up. Mike will most likely read the articles. I will read the first line of the articles. And (laughs) And I promise the minute we have something, like next week's episode or the week after, like I'll we'll do what we did. Yeah, I'll read out everything. And again, I'll change my tune and say, good, good for you, Union, for protecting the the small, quote unquote, small members of your union. Yeah, but which doesn't always happen. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. It, the 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 top end, the seven percent or whatever it is, two percent. They're, they're the ones who usually get protected and get the streaming residuals. Fine, great. I don't think that's that's the big thing here. What's the pay increase? AI protection is that in there? Probably. I heard something about that that there's going to be like so. payments to use your. Well, I mean that's. To me, that's like a given. You should because you're gonna if you're gonna use someone's likeness, you have to pay them. Like, that I'm was the most. Like that. that was the most insane thing. Where, however, people feel about paying actors, like the payment aside, like um wages aside, it is insanity to think that the studios and streaming platforms literally were like, "Yep, we'll we are going to scan your likeness." And use it for what's the word impertuity in do you know that word? Anyways, um, for forever. I do know the word, but I don't think that's it. But yeah, yeah, you know what I'm trying to say, though. (laughs) I do know what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that is bananas. Can you imagine? It just seems so corrupt. And like, what you get paid like a one-time payment, and for the rest of your life, your image is going to be out there. No regular person would consent to that. So of course they wanted to strike for that. That reason that for that alone I supported the strike. Because for sure. yeah, that's just insanity. Black mirror I am stuff. T- totally. And I am on the side of the artist and the actors. And I think that studio heads, um, producing bodies, they make more than enough money. They don't need more. Um, all I all my point is. Robert Downey Jr. doesn't need more money. So yeah. if this deal yeah. benefits everybody else, then I'm totally on board for it. And yep, it was worth it. Um, right now I'm hearing 7% and I'm not hearing much else. And to me, I don't think that's worth it. But that's just my opinion. That's just my, like, I'm not in a union. If I was part of a union, I would have voted to not go on strike to begin with. That's just me. That's just the way I think the system works in terms of the way I perceive it in terms of the way I want to live my life. But hey, if it does good in the end, I'm going to cheer just like everybody else because I think it's absolutely ridiculous that there are struggling actors out there who their likeness is then being stolen, who they're not getting paid properly for the work that they're producing, that if it is going on streaming platforms. And you know, you always see those movies that, that are like more independent that get streaming deals. Well, you want to see those actors paid because those are probably working actors who aren't your high end, you know, 5% of the population who are making millions of dollars. So, yeah, I want them to get everything that uh, that they should get. I just don't know if that's going to happen because of how unions work. But let's see. Let's get the details. We, we will read it out on this show. Hopefully next week we'll, we'll go through some of it. Um, I'm sure they'll do the same thing the writers did because the strike only just ended. 
about a week or so later, they'll release all the information and we'll have it. Probably by the time people are listening, actually, to this episode, they, they will have more information. <laughs> They'll be old have. news by then. Exactly, exactly. But that's fine. We're a little behind, but uh, we'll we'll get there, and and that's good. And Taylor, you also had a headline that you yeah. Wanted I realized to go that in. I actually have two things to tell you. I told you I only had one. Well, two. Thing oh, two. okay. Well, so I don't know if we have time is, for two. But the yeah, first one's very on. very quick. Did you see that Chris Pat Pratt is going to be the voice of Garfield? No, I didn't. I'll let you soak um, that. Soak that. In. <laughs> uh, I did not know that. No, that's. I heard a clip. Was well, Chris like... Pratt just the voice of everything? Like he's the voice of everything now? Uh, yeah, the he is Mario and Mario Garfield. Garfield. I I saw a meme where it was like he must have the most powerful hiring manager in all of Hollywood to get those two voice acting roles, but. I didn't, I haven't seen Mario, so I don't, I, and I didn't watch the trailer, so I don't know if the voice feels weird, but I watched a clip of the Garfield uh, trailer and it's like Uncanny Valley. Then again, maybe that was just like, um, like a fan edit, because I don't know if it's in production yet. But anyways, it was Chris Pratt's voice in the mouth of Garfield. And you're like, oh, kind of a weird choice. But I can't remember yeah. what his voice sounded like in the old cartoon. Yes, he, he was like very built, like Bill Murray kind of sounding. Because right. I think Bill Murray played him in the sort of live action Garfield that there was like 10, 15 years ago, where he was like, the Garfield was animated, but it was kind of live action. I think it was yeah, Bill Murray. I remember that. Who voiced him, which I think so, was, was kind of suited. Because he's kind of tired, was. lazy. Yeah. He's not really like yeah. a high energy character. Oh, that's the idea. The cat, the cat is very lazy. Like, that's who Garfield is. He's a lazy I want to eat lasagna. Yes, lasagna. And he complains about the dog, who the dog's name is. He complains about the dog all the time. So I think that's an interesting choice. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. it is. Yes, it is an interesting choice. Um, I don't... Again, I, I, my initial reaction is I don't see that working. Then again... He he was way better at Mario than I thought he was going to be. Like he yeah. he he wasn't distracting, right? In that like you movie. weren't like, like oh was... that's Chris Pratt. No, not really. Like you could kind of tell, but he also he didn't he didn't like overdo the accent, like the kind of Italian yeah or American Italian accent. Like he didn't really overdo it. So yeah, it was it was fine. Like it kind of worked. So maybe it could work. I don't know. To me, that's a little. <laughs> that to me, that seems like that's fake, a stretch. Even though, I don't yeah, really like understand like the rationale, but we shall see. So that was my that that was my one that I just remembered. Not not a lot. Just I wanted to get your hot take. Well, kind of a weird. Now weird that the choice. strike's over, we'll hear more about it. I assume, like, we'll start hearing more yeah. about it, and Chris Pratt's allowed to talk about it. So and it looks like I did see a clip of the official trailer. Like there is an official trailer out. And oh, so there is a trailer. Okay. I'll the movie's coming out May 2024. So it's done. They probably just weren't advertising because of the strike. Um, and then the second headline I have for you, this one is a little bit more juicy. I did not read the article because the details aren't important. It's more, it's more the conversation around it. So Jacob, Okay. and I'm going to, I'm going to mispronounce his last name. Jacob, El Lordy, he's he's playing Elvis in the new um, Sofia okay. Coppola movie. So okay. Jacob, whatever, his hatred for the kissing booth has sparked a debate about whether it's okay for actors to drag the movies that kickstarted their careers. So like I said, the, the details are important. It does not, I, I don't care about this guy, whatever. Um, but I would love your take. Do you think it's okay for actors to drag the movie that jumpstarted their career? And I think of uh, famously Robert Pattinson hates the Twilight movies. Like even when he yeah. was making the movies, um, when he was on media tours, he like was o he openly loathed the movies even when he was making them. Um, so yeah, what do you think? Do you think they should be allowed? I think they should. They can. I I drag all my former jobs. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is one of those scenarios where, in terms of the, your wording of the question, then then I'm I'm I, I'm siding with you. Like, yeah, of course you should be allowed to do that. Other people are also allowed to react based on True. that. Like, if you're True. if you're a studio head or the exec 
or whatever, you're also allowed to respond or say something to like, if I like, Hey, I, again, as I have, we, I think I've mentioned this on the show too. I don't know, but I ran a theater company for 11, 12 years. Did you? Um, yeah, yeah, I did. It was really interesting. So if (laughs) I, it, it really never bothered me if people said something about the theater company negative, like just in passing, like whatever. But if this never happened, but if an, if someone who acted in a show three, two or three years later in, in like the newspaper or on the radio bashed the show and the theater company, I'd have a problem with it. And I, and I would confront them a hundred percent. But um, what if you know the thing that you're making is stupid? So like, I, I've made some are... stupid stuff, Taylor. I mean, I don't know if my feelings would be hurt. I don't even, I don't even know if I go that far. I would just, I would say to the actor, I'm like, that's super unprofessional. Like we're working in this community together. You're working on projects still. I'm working on projects still. Like, do you, like, is it necessary for you to bash this project? Like, is that, was that really necessary? I might confront them about it. But what I'm saying is, is I'm not, I'm not saying they shouldn't have the right to do that. And even in that situation, I wouldn't tell them like, you know, you have no right to say that. I would say, I don't think you should. I don't think you should have said it, but that doesn't, that's just my opinion, right? Like that's, that's why I'm saying like, yes, I don't think they should be like not allowed to do it. Yes. You're allowed. You're frankly, you're allowed to have any opinion you want. It's just anyone can react the way that you think it. And you think it's a little unprofessional. I do. I I think it's a little unprofessional. Now, again, it depends what he said. Because Robert Pattinson, (laughs) like a couple things here. One, during the media tour, he was bashing the movie he was in to promote, right? Which obviously you have more of an issue with if you're working on the show, movie right there, being like, dude, like we're trying to get people into this. Looking back on certain projects, like even the Kissing Booth and like these things that are kind of meant for younger audiences, the thing I would be worried about, not if I was not about my feelings as an executive or the people he worked with. It would be the fans. Yeah. That would be what I'm worried about. Like some, what, like some of my favorite shows when I'm younger, I don't like when people bash them now. It's like, come on one. It's meant it's maybe it's meant for a younger audience. It's the first thing of this thing. Also like the twilight books are terrible. I don't know what the kissing booth is like based on, but like, it's not like everything's Harry Potter. I think it's also YA novels. Yeah. So like, what do you want? (laughs) Like, like, what do you, what do you, what do you want is, is kind of out of those projects that you take that may or may not have launched your career and now you get to play Elvis. But I think he's allowed to have that opinion. If he didn't think they were very good and depending upon what he said, like to me, context matters in this particular scenario, Taylor, like exactly. I guess I should have read you the article. Probably, but, the, but but as you just mentioned earlier, I read the articles, you read the headlines, right? So I'll go check those out later. But I guess I guess my my response to you is yes, he should be allowed to have that opinion. He should be allowed to express that opinion. But I'm also okay if fans, the people involved in that project, directors, whatever, want to confront him and talk to him about it. And I'm not saying confront in a negative way. Like again, I'm just saying if it was me, I would go up to him like, hey man, like. Was that necessary? Like, was it necessary while you're promoting your other movie to bash this project? And and maybe we just talk about it. And he's like, well, here are the issues I had. And I'm like, okay, like, fair criticisms. I understand that. Things I can now take forward on my next project and try to improve. Thank you for talking to me about it. Can't we communicate this way as opposed to through the media? Like, that's, that's to me where sometimes I think it's unprofessional or just a little petty. But again, it depends, depends what it says. Is it a passing comment? Is it something specific? I have no problem if something horrible happened on a production and he he's airing it through the media. I think that's fine because to me, that's like how you stop certain behaviors. But if he's just like, nah, the, the show sucked. It's and it lame. Was, it was bad. It's lame. Okay. Again, fine. I'd be more worried about alienating fans at that point than, than anything else. I guess talking about this, my hot take is, yeah, he should be allowed to run his mouth. Like who cares? For me as like a third party totally like do not have a horse in the race never seen the show i just think it's hilarious like for him to be like yeah it sucks this netflix yeah trilogy yeah. sucks i'd be like yeah it does um well it's like yeah. it's like uh what's his name george clooney talking about him as bat himself as batman yeah he's like it was horrible <laughs> i never like, it was terrible <laughs> yes exactly um, yeah i think to me it's just funny and like 
you know, quirky behind the scenes, but I hear where you're coming from. It is kind of, it is unprofessional and it's like, you don't have you don't have to do it unless someone point blank no. was like, what was your experience in the kitchen yes. booth? And he thought, and, yes, he said, and that's different. I don't think it was a great production, but I'm grateful that it launched my career. I, and I totally hear what you're saying about uh, not alienating fans on the flip side. I feel like we also in this stand culture really coddle fans. Like who cares if Robert Pattinson and this guy from the kitchen booth don't like the franchise? Like, is that really going to deter you from watching your favorite movie, but no, I, it I shouldn't, I do it hear what you're saying. Like, it you know. does. like, I think it does deter some people. I think some people go, well, I want them to like it because I like it because they were a part of it yeah. and it meant something to me. Like, I don't, I, I don't like when, when Star Trek actors bash Star Trek, right? Like I, that, there's a part of me that's like, Oh, come on. But again, yeah, does it change my fandom of it? No, you're right. It doesn't. I still watch it. And I just think they're wrong. Like it, and and you know, there's one actor who left Star Trek in the first season. Honestly, biggest mistake of her life, like biggest mistake of her career, because no one's ever heard of her name otherwise. So it, you know, they make mistakes where you're like, oh, I think this is one thing, and then it's something else. Twilight is obviously different than Kissing Booth. I don't know anyone who's seen Kissing Booth. I don't even know anything about it. So may, it's probably it's not definitely not our similar. demographic. I think it's for like no at all. Yeah much but like twilight twilight i would put in a similar category as things like harry potter and even star trek where they have fandoms that are that it's still important to them people still do rewatch that movie even if it's ironically even if you're just getting nostalgia like people read the books they like it they watch the movies they like it i think you do personally i think it's what comes with again the millions of dollars you're making what comes with that is being a little bit better at public relations and like figuring out certain things to say and how you want to say them and how you want to frame them. But again, it, it depends. The, the the point you just brought up, Taylor, was really good. If the if the person asked him, if a reporter asked him point blank, what what did you think of Kissing Booth and and what like what do you? Yeah, think you went from Kissing Booth overall? to a Sofia Coppola movie. Yeah, how that happened? Yeah, what do you? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And and that's different because if he answers like, well, I, you know, kissing booth, we know it's not that great. Like it's, you know, low quality. It's this, that, the other. I do appreciate honesty. And I, I could, I think that would be a little bit less to me than, than it being out of context or the way it's bashed or what's said. So I think I'm, I'm a, I'm a context kind of person. Yes. Overall, I think for the most part, you should, you should be allowed to comment on projects you worked on whether it's positive or negative. And then in the context of it, I look at it and go, well, what's necessary to say to answer the question? And what's a little more diplomatic, that's a good word, diplomatic way to approach it. There's ways to give criticism without hurting someone's feelings. And I think that's a important distinction. One other thing I want to say before we move on is I think it has a lot to do with the, for me at least, the charisma and the persona of the actor who's saying these things. So already yes, when Robert Pattinson was on these press tour tours, he was cultivating kind of a weird persona. People knew that he wasn't yes. like um, a heart, your typical heartthrob, let's say. He was quite odd and continues to be quite odd, kind of in the Joaquin Phoenix vein of interviews. Like he gets a kick out yes, of making viewers <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah. so I think now those press junkets and those tours and what he's said since has become part of the twilight mythos. You know what I mean? Like I think fans get a kick out of the fact that he loathes the movies and it just adds yeah. to the whole movie going experience. So I think Definitely. my, <laughs> my comparison of Robert Pattinson famously hating on his movies, it's a little bit different than this guy who I literally had no idea and well, I haven't seen the movie yet. I'm looking forward to watching this movie, but like, I don't know. Oh, he also, <laughs> this guy might just be kind of a weirdo because there was another um, headline I saw, but didn't read the article. It was actually a meme. It was like this guy, and again, I forget his name, but for context, he's playing Elvis in the new Sofia Coppola movie. He says his only frame of reference was, for Elvis was Lilo and, and Stitch. Okay. His and only frame of reference. For Elvis. 
was what Lilo. does he live under a rock yeah and then and then it was like in contrast <laughs> to poor what's who played what's the the young actor who played elvis last year austin butler austin butler went method for three years and didn't see his family <laughs> Yeah, and still, like, has the accents. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And And here's this guy being like, oh, Lilo and Stitch? Like, so he clearly just doesn't have great um, media training yet, but also it sounds like this is probably, like, his first big movie. But anyway, so, like, again, it just goes to show, like, personality. Like, is this guy kind of just, like, a flash in the pan, kind of, like, not a nice guy? And then the other example I I think of is... um, the Bond movies and um, who just who finished off playing Bond just Daniel now. Craig. He Daniel famously Craig. also was hating on the Bond movies as he was making them. But again, he's a major, major star, right? He has the gravitas and the charisma to be able to say, yeah, these movies suck. I can't wait till my contract yeah. is done. Yeah, and I think he also, like, I think, again, it's the context. Like, he always framed it as it's tiring. It's so much... It's a difficult thing to do. I've been doing it for so long. I'm done, which I think you can kind of respect and understand as well. Like he obviously had specific criticisms about specific movies. And because it wasn't his breakout role, right? Like he's been acting for yeah. so long. This guy like yeah, is literally do, yeah. making fun of the thing that made his career. Yeah. And like, again, like how popular you are, how famous you are, like, I guess it doesn't matter to me that much, but I do think your point about charisma does like the way you say it and what you're talking about and what you're specifically saying. I I don't like, again, if I'm just looking at it from a producer's side, if I was like, okay, I've set up this interview for yeah, you. Yeah, what a nightmare. This movie. <laughs> and this guy says, I hated my last project and I watched a cartoon to get ready for this role. I would be... Like I'd Mortified. Be, I would be sitting down with him. I'd be sitting down with him. And I'd be saying, before I put you in front of another camera, let's have a conversation about why I don't like your approach. And hear what he has to say. And it could be a back and forth. Right? He's gotta know who Elvis is. He must have just been making a crack. Because he, he must have been making a joke. Because, like, come on, like how I don't listen to music and I know who Elvis is. Yeah, like, literally just, Elvis came out last year with Austin Butler. Yeah, you saying he didn't the see that last movie? Year. <laughs> yeah, he didn't go. He didn't see. I it, guess though. he would have been. No, filming. this guy didn't even see it. He would have been filming this movie um, probably before it came out, but still, just so weird. Anyway, so like fascinating guy. I get it goes to show no. I guess no um, PR is bad PR, right? Like no, what's that saying? No news is bad. Yes, uh, no, yes, no. <laughs> I then. I don't think it's no news is bad news. Um, but yes, I think... You know what I, I mean? You know, like, my brain is yes. lagging today. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, I know exactly what you mean. We used to talk about it all the time that, that you know, uh, say, say whatever you want about me, just spell my name right. Was something exactly. It's like a theater thing for a long time that no review is bad review. Like all press is good press. All and press it's true. Like press. That's the one I was going for. <laughs> like I I actually agree with that. Like I, I know controversy it's never a pleasant feeling but as someone who does marketing i tell you nothing sells something better than a nice nice good old controversy so at least people are talking about it and yeah i saw a bit of a preview for this movie it did look interesting i'm going anyway i'm probably now i'm going with a little bit more of like now nah, i really got to see this like this is it to me it engages me it's not going to do that for everybody, but I do think I would understand from the production standpoint saying we got to, we got to rein this in a little bit because part of being an actor, especially if you're someone playing who, the game, who doesn't, yeah, who wants to be like an actor, but not necessarily caring about being a movie star like Joaquin Phoenix. He wants to do his craft. He believes he's, you know, this is his artistry. He wants to be a serious artist. He wants to take roles that he wants to take, but media relations is a part of the job and you have to realize that so i think even if joaquin phoenix yes there could be some awkward interviews but they still he still does them (laughs) and and it's part of the it's part of the game it's part of your job is you're paid to go do these things so yeah i would i would have some serious problems with a lot of these things and i'd want to sit down and listen to this interview in full to see how 
how bad it is because it just doesn't sound great. <laughs> and unfortunately, we live in a time where like you can't even do a throwaway comment anymore. Like you, you know, a star sits down, does a does a podcast, right? A, a one throwaway line. Now it's it's headlines the next day. Not you know. You can't just say, you have to just always be on, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like the Selena Gomez posting a, a the post saying, I'm, I miss work. You know what I mean? Oh, anyways, I just. No, I, I, I the Selena Gomez thing, I'm, I'm 100% with you on that one. Like that's, that's people overreacting and that's but I, taking no, it too far. He should have known but I don't think, what you're saying. Yeah, like I don't think, <laughs> yes, I don't think it's a bad thing that everyone now lives in a world where we have to think for five more seconds. It's true. Before it's speaking. true. I don't think it's a bad thing. Like maybe, maybe think before tweeting or Xing or what is it called now? I think it's called X, but like, do you still yes, say you, I'm tweeting on tweet? X? I don't know. Well, anyway, but you know what I mean? You know <laughs> you, what I'm you saying? You should before, know, Mr. Marketer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't even, I don't, I know it's called X. I just don't know if it's posting or to, tweeting. To or the verb. Anyway. What is it? The, to X. Yes, to whatever. Yeah, I I don't know. But I, as I said, including me, it's nice to take a few extra seconds before opening your mouth. And that's, uh, to me, that's okay. I'm okay living in a world where we have to be careful what we say a little bit more. Because frankly, everyone's tailor been running their mouths off for years. So it's fine for me just to be like, yeah, you got to think a little bit more. Yeah, I guess you can't throw away a comment. I want to because it's public; it's not private. I want to be able to run my mouth with no consequences. Still, <laughs> well, you've got screaming and pasting for that, don't you? <laughs> exactly. Our little, our little, yeah. our little slice of heaven. <laughs> exactly. You, you basically do. Uh, but again, when when fans write in and call us out on things, fine. That's your opinion. Doesn't again? We don't have to agree. <laughs> you know, everyone can have different opinions on it, but I think it's okay that we live in a world that you and I have made so many jokes about being canceled on the show. I think it's good that we have a podcast. We can't come on here and just spew whatever we want. Like, I sure. think that's an okay thing. I think it's good. I think you have, like, you have a, you have a husband and a house and a life to do those things, to, to have someone to communicate with. I can talk to my cat about anything I want, right? Like that's, <laughs> that's what we have our private lives for, right? You don't listen. Or respond, but you know, yeah, some people need to get diaries, eh? We got to go back to the exactly. Day. Like, write it down. Diaries, <laughs> yes, write it all down and get it out. Um, and yes, I think I think there's a difference between a thought. You're allowed to have any thoughts you want, but the minute you say it out loud, you have to understand there might be consequences. And I think that's okay. I think it's okay to have some consequences. That's so all I have for you in terms of headlines. Two interesting, well, juicy bits. Two very interesting. I mean, even though we spent a long time talking about uh, the the Elvis guy, I I still think the Garfield one's more shocking to me. <laughs> like another actor said something they shouldn't. Okay, like it's just Whatever. another Tuesday, but but yeah, like the Garfield thing and Chris Pratt. That's a little uh, interestingly. Little Bill Murray is in this new one. What? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Are you sure Bill Murray's not Garfield? It says cast Chris Pratt, Garfield, Samuel L. Jackson, Vic, and then it doesn't say who everyone else is. Nicholas Holt, Bill Murray, John Cena, Vig Ramses, Rams. Vig Rhymes, yeah. Um, yeah, and so weird, so weird. Harvey Gullien, Gullien is playing Odie, the dog. And oh, Odie, that's his name. Samuel L. Jackson, interestingly, is playing Garfield's father, Chris Pratt. Samuel L. Jackson is playing Chris Pratt's father. Only in a Garfield movie. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost nowhere else. <laughs> that uh, sounds yeah. like a movie about just animals. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it's no gonna way. be gonna be interesting. Anyways, so, so it's a Garfield origin story then. I don't know. Premise. Garfield, voiced by Chris Pratt, the world-famous, Monday-hating, lasagna-loving indoor cat, is about to have a wild outdoor adventure. After an unexpected reunion with his long-lost father, scruffy street cat Vic, voiced by Samuel L. Jackson, Garfield and his canine friend Odie are forced from their perfectly pampered life into joining Vic in a hilarious high-stakes heist. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to see this. I'm not going to review it. 
just you can you can go watch this one. I'll take George. George's first movie. Yeah. That is uh that's something. Yep. That's definitely something. Speaking of cats, I don't know if you can hear it, but my cat is doing laps around the house. And my dog's barking. Um, so it's just uh it's the zoo hour. Mike, my like, is- doors open and I see this like like because she's all black cat. I see this like black like streak go across. And then two minutes later it comes the opposite direction. So she's literally just running around for no I can't. I can't hear. I'm gonna make a little bit of an off-color joke that might get me canceled, but Mike, this is what your writer's strike worked so hard to protect this premise. <laughs> oh, the, the Garfield movie? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like the writers, I've made that joke, Taylor, maybe like five or six times, wherever I'm watching something or a movie. And it's this bad, is I'm what like, we strike oh, for. I'm so glad we stroke. So we, yeah, we had a strike for this. Like this is the worst, some of the worst writing you ever see. I think, and that's just volume, right? There's so many shows. There's so many movies. So you get like the good and the bad. But you're 100% right. This sounds awful. Do Do we need another Garfield movie? No, I don't know. I mean, it's the whole nostalgia thing. Like I think people seem to think there's a nostalgia train, which I guess it must work, Taylor. Like you and I must be different. It must work. Um, I'm okay with new stories. I like doing comic booky stuff. Like that's fine. But when it comes to like going back and back and being like, yep, yeah, we need another Garfield movie. We need another Peanuts movie. We need this instead of creating new things. Oh, again, I just, I don't know who this is for. I don't know if it's to get new audiences or what have you. But yeah, I, I, I don't think we need it. But obviously other people who are making billions of dollars disagree with us. So weird. Do you want to... Okay, has entered the room. Just an update. My cat's entered the room. She said, I heard you were talking about cats. And I don't know. I actually, I don't know what she's doing. This is, uh, she's being very, okay. Sneaky. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's being very sneaky as something has happened. Okay, well. Do we need to pause? (laughs) Do we need to pause and go inspect the house? No, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's, uh, once we're done, I'll inspect and I'm sure something's broken. <laughs> Something somewhere has happened because there's no way she'd be sulking in this room so quietly. And if something else happened, because I think she's trying to trick me into thinking like, oh, I was in this room. The whole time. I'm a little princess. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, you're the only other person here or thing, I should say. I don't know what. Anyway, she's distracting me. Um yeah, we I, should probably review our movies. I'm assuming we're going to save any fan questions for next week so we can jump right into Yeah, because we have a lot. Yeah, yes, we have a lot of fan questions next week. And um, just so some people know, I did get a few fan questions about some interesting movie trailers that we're going to be talking about. So, Taylor, you have the list. I have the list, but that's kind of a little preview of next week. We're going to review some trailers that uh, fans want us to talk about. Along with other things. I oh, see. yeah, there's tons of other questions. But, <laughs> We're not going to spend think, an hour talking about no, no, three movie no. trailers. Although we spent I don't know. an hour we just spent two 30, headlines. Yeah, we spent 37 <laughs> minutes mainly talking about about the a, a guy's name who we don't know saying Jason. something that we don't know what he said about a movie that hasn't come out <laughs> and, and a show that we haven't seen. Why not? But Why so not, Mike? And, and Garfield, of course. Um, but yes, we'll do fan questions next week because that's our mailbag episode. Uh, you can still write in fan questions. You have basically until by the time you listen to this, probably tomorrow, Wednesday, the 22nd. We're giving you till then to send in fan questions. We do have a lot. So if no one else writes in, we're fine. We have more than enough to get us through. Um, some really interesting Taylor comments about my review of Killer of the Flower and the Moon. Um, that may rival some comments you've received before. Do you remember that one time? I don't remember if it was in the same email, but it was the same episode where you were both, you were, you were accused of being both like too liberal and too conservative. Yes. Do you remember that? I don't even remember. <laughs> very what you on were brand for like, me. <laughs> yeah. It was very much like, you're too, this, you're that. yeah, I, I have a similar, similar responses where I, I guess I'm too one way and to another. Very exciting. So. I can't wait to hear next week. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So that's all next week. Um, but this week, we do have some movies to review. We did we did see some movies. Uh, <laughs> one of us panicked about Apple TV+. Plus. Um, so that's interesting. Could I just... Maybe you should go first, because I really just want to hear you 
recount the story again. So correct me if I'm wrong. You saw that Apple TV Plus Plus was going to go up in price. You have it. Four hundred percent. Four hundred percent, according to you. And you decided, well, I better review something from this yep. before I lose it. Yeah, <laughs> I better make it. And of everything on there, of everything on there, you chose this particular film. Yes. Well, it's new. It's a new release. Um, it's a 2023 movie. I have just been seeing headlines about it, so I think it's fairly new on the platform. The movie is called Fingernails. It's starring Jesse Buckley, Jeremy Allen White, who I think is on that cooking show everyone's been raving about, um, Riz Amen. Uh, interestingly, Luke Wilson and Annie Murphy from... Uh, Shit's Creek. So, and oh. it's directed by Chris Christos Nikau Niku. I obviously did not uh, practice any of these names, as I never do. But today seems particularly bad for me. He's a Greek director. I don't know. I'm not familiar with his other works, but anyways, he directed this one. So it is a um, romance sci-fi movie. Um, it's set kind of an in at a unspecified time it looks almost like it's been stuck the production value is very like late 80s early 90s kind of even like the technology looks like 1970s but the cars they're driving look like maybe like 90s model cars um and there's this new technology where you can test you pull out a fingernail so like you're in a relationship with someone (laughs) And um, you both pull out a fingernail. They like, kind of put it in this microwave. They do a test, beep, blah, bloop. And it spits out whether or not you're both in love or like how in love you are. So that's like the premise of the movie. Oh, so this is kind of sci-fi, yeah. future kind of thing? Yeah, okay. kind of like, okay. I wouldn't go so far as to say dystopia, but like it's definitely like... Um, it's sci-fi it's It's the future and like there are like consequences to the technology right and so um anna played by jesse buckley who she gets a lot of buzz people really like her um i thought she was kind of doing a weird thing with her mouth the whole movie that was kind of distracting like kind of like smiling out of the side of her mouth like doing like this weird smirk which i thought was like and i've seen her in other movies and i don't think she does it in other movies so i'm kind of like that was an interesting choice. Kind of distracting. Yeah, she's been pretty, anything I've seen her in, she's been pretty good. Yeah. People rave about her. And in this one, I'm like, stop smirking like that. Anyways, so she is in a relationship with Jeremy <laughs> Allen White. Specific criticism. <laughs> oh, it was, it got on me. Um, she's That's in a relationship so with someone they've tested 100%, which, which in this world means that they're both in love. Um, but she's kind of like doubting herself whether she's in love mm. with him. And she gets a job at this love institute that, like, teaches people exercises to get a higher score on this test. So the movie is two hours. I didn't really understand, like, the technology that was being used in this movie. Like, I didn't understand if the test proves that you're soulmates, if it just proves that you're in love, because apparently at different times you can test negative later. Like I, I'm like, am what? I missing? I'm like, is this a script problem or am I just like not paying attention enough? You know what I mean, Mike? Like, right. Right. Like, yes. In a sci-fi movie, when they like introduce like a technology or, or whatever, I don't think you need to go into a lot of detail, but like the audience should like at least understand what they're watching. Would you agree? Like, I don't know, like, Yes. Yeah. Even like it's it's the movie's job, I think, to to at least do that. Where if you don't want to fully explain things, that's fine. I've seen some good movies that don't, but you've got to make it at least clear enough that you understand what you're watching, what the stakes are, and even if you did miss something, Taylor, I still think that's on the movie because they couldn't keep your attention enough to make yeah, it clear to figure enough. It out. Like I yeah. couldn't understand if the test. So they never introduced the premise that like the test could be wrong. Like at one point in the movie, the machine stops working, but then it works, but they get it up and running and the people still get the results. So I'm like, okay, like, are you introducing the premise that like, perhaps the, the results are incorrect, but like that wasn't really addressed. Cause like the whole thing, and apparently there's like 
a crisis in love, like, uh, like all of these relationships broke up because people were testing negative. I don't know, like, I feel like it was like, I just found like the technology a little bit confusing. And like, I didn't really understand if like, if this test is like, like, um, full, like 100% correct, then why would she even be having doubts? But I guess people who are in love cheat anyways. So like, I guess, like, you don't need a test to do that. But anyways, like, I just, I found the test kind of, kind of confusing. Because at one point, she, like, asked her employer, can you be in love? Can you test positive with two people? Like, can you be in love with two people at the same time? And he's like, no. And I'm like, oh. but that's what's happening right now in this movie. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like, I was like, I don't understand what's going on. So I thought this movie was two hours. I paused it I think exactly at like the one hour mark because George was done his nap I really enjoyed the first hour of the movie and then found the second half of the movie really um unsatisfying it has an ambiguous ending and I'm like I just don't really understand what they were trying to say because typically with sci-fi movies they are trying to make some sort of point you know what I mean like um I'm like is it a statement on love like I don't really get it it reminded me a lot of the lobster and like the yeah, lobster. Was, that's had, what I was thinking. Yeah. It, yeah. I got a lot of the lobster vibes again, same like an ambiguous ending, but like there was enough with the lobster that I was able to like um, project meaning onto the ending and like felt confident mm. that I understood how the movie ended. You know what I mean? Like to me, I'm like, that's I, I know in my mind how the lobster ended Whereas with this movie, I'm kind of like, I don't, why did she do that? What's going to happen? Yeah, I didn't, the second half of the movie really was not effective for me. I will say in terms of positive, I really like the production design. Um, I'd like that we're like in an unspecified time. Like, is this the future? Is this the past with, with modern technology? Like what's going on? I liked that. I thought um, the acting was like pretty good. Um, it was nice to see Luke Wilson and I like, I like seeing Luke Wilson and things. He isn't in a ton. Again, Jesse Buckley was doing some things with her face that I really was not on board with. Um, I thought it was really, that was weird. Um, the writing was like, okay, to a point. Cause like I said, I had a lot of question marks about this technology. I had a lot of questions about the ending that didn't really make sense to me. Um, the movie definitely had some funny moments. Like I definitely like chuckled at certain points. It is kind of like, there is this sense of dread when you're watching the movie. Like, you know that this technology is not good, but you're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop, if that makes sense. Like, there is, like, the movie was effective in, like, creating this tension. But again, like, I didn't think that it really paid off in the end. So I had a problem with that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. And at some, it kind of felt... West Andersee at some times, but I wonder if that's just because Luke Wilson was in it <laughs> and he 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 was an early West Anderson collaborator. Um, but there was a couple shots framed in like a very West Anderson way. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of torn because like the first hour of the movie to me was a see it, and then right. the second half of the movie was a skip it. Does that ever happen to you, Mike? Where you're like, yeah, like not people- that drastic. No, <laughs> <laughs> I like I felt like this is a this is a good because it's we were talking about Garfield um it's so rare these days that we're getting like original IP like original news stories that aren't Mm -hmm. based on a franchise or existing characters so I was like oh wow this is this is a quite good story I'm I'm sucked in and then the second half of the movie I was like eh so I think in some at the end of the day I'm gonna have to say it's an airplane it um, like if you p- kind of put the two halves in the movie in a blender and kind of got like the average, I would say it's a, it's an airplane for me, which was too bad. Cause truly the first part, the first hour, I'm like, I was really absorbed in the movie, but I just yeah. think it didn't do enough world building to like, to make the technology comprehensible in a way that like made the story, the emotional parts of the story make sense. You know what I mean? Like. I do know what you mean. And I think an ending to a movie is important. Yeah. Like I think if they don't stick the landing that does drop it 
for me. So I definitely had movies like that where just the ending just didn't land. It's it's too bad that you here you are watching a movie that you really enjoy the first hour and then the second half of the movie it just fall, falls off a cliff. Like that's just that's not a good <laughs> feeling to have and that that can ruin the experience definitely. So, yeah, I don't know. If, I guess if you're going to cancel your Apple TV, now's the time to watch this. No. <laughs> Otherwise, see it on an airplane. And maybe they have Apple TV. Um, okay, well, uh, I saw The Marvels. Time for something completely different. Um, the Marvels, the next movie in the MCU, uh, just had an awful box office and is being critically uh, really attacked. That's interesting, Mike. A lot. I, I'm sorry, to, I want to interject real quick. I saw a headline that said it's doing relatively well in terms of box office numbers, but poorly for a Marvel movie. Poorly for a Marvel movie, yeah, and that's okay. the comparable that I'm using. Like it's got it. It's for for a Marvel movie, it's not doing well. For a movie in general and a movie of its budget, it will be fine. We're not talking about Disney losing tons of money on this one. Definitely not. Um, but it's not doing what they projected it was doing, and it's not doing as well as the Marvel movies have. Which starts this whole narrative that I hate, where they're like, fatigue. It's genre fatigue. It's genre fatigue. No. If you make good movies, there's no such thing as like genre fatigue. Like you, you can't get sick of something if it's good. Like that's just not that's that's a lazy narrative to me. So I, I just think that I don't know what's going on with this. Whatever the perception is, I don't think the trailers were very strong. I thought this movie was fine. Like I thought it was a lot of fun. It was it was a lot funnier than I was expecting it to be. And frankly. For a movie that was actually just under two hours, it moved quite well and it, and it didn't feel quite as incomplete as some of the Marvel movies I've seen recently where they're just too short. And it was so you could have gone into more depth, but you, but you chose not to. I felt they told a very concise story. My big criticisms of it actually parallel the criticisms of your movie. I just think the ending wasn't great because it was very rushed. Like we we built up you know, maybe 90 minutes of a movie here that was moving quite well, strong character moments. The relationship in the Marvels really surrounds sort of these three women who, whose powers are all connected for one reason or another. Monica Rambeau, obviously Captain Marvel, and Camilla Khan, who is Miss Marvel, who's basically a, like, teenager, preteen fangirl who, who accidentally gets powers. And she had her own TV show, that I thought was pretty good. And then this movie kind of expanded on her character and the relationships between the three of them are really good. The arcs for them are really, really interesting Taylor, this movie is essentially about a fan realizing they can't put superheroes on pedestals, that they're also humans who make difficult choices, which is like a cool aging thing. Like there's a lot of good in this movie, but then after 90 minutes, they were like, okay, and now we got to get to the end fight are scene. Are they and then it's over. setting this up so that there's going to be like multiple multiple marvel movies well this is all part of the mcu so they're all sort of part of the avengers and like it's, that's the team up movies yeah like like they, they would team up for the avengers not necessarily on their own again um and i like i think i think they they continue to build the mcu in this world because they're going to start including other superheroes that have and they're like so young far. like it's going to continue sorry if you already mentioned this but they're like from what i've seen of the posters they're like younger avengers right yeah yeah like she is camilla khan is like a pre-teen teen like a tween like that's she's might be 12 or 13 like that's I mean, her she's young maybe maybe a little bit older but that's it and then like brie larson's not that old either. True. and like she's kind of of the three i guess she'd be technically the oldest but she's not so yeah they are younger and they haven't been around as long um and this is a sequel to the Captain Marvel movie. It's just they wanted to bring in these oh. other characters. Okay, so works. it's a it's a second installment in a yes, it's yeah, so, second installment. As a non also, as a non watcher, like the seventh movie. <laughs> yeah, it's confusing to me where it's like this is an offshoot of Captain Marvel, but it's within the Marvel universe. So like, it's not really Correct. the second movie. But so, anyways, so way, all that being said, it's in, you said it was only an hour and a half. Or... It was it was just under two hours. Yeah, it okay. was just under two hours. And the hour and a half was great. And then the final 20 minutes, I felt like they rushed to the end. Got it. 
where it's just like, oh, here we are. Like, we're, we're going to end this. And that was the only part that I felt was a little bit like, oh, okay. Like, we're already at the end here. Up until then, they had done a pretty good job. Like, I thought it was an entertaining movie. It's kind of what I want. Taylor, what helps me? And the way I think about it is, and Marvel does do a good job of every Avengers movie kind of caps off like a phase, they call it. We're in phase four right now. I think of this as a television show, a very expensive television show where we're in the fourth season and the Marvels is, yes, a follow-up and sequel movie to Captain Marvel, but really it's the next episode in this TV show, which is all these movies to build up again to the next big Avengers film. Like that's, that's the way you, you look at it. Yeah, and it is. <laughs> and it can be. <laughs> and that's why people are like, genre fatigue, schmear. But if the movies are good, you can't have genre fatigue. There's there's no genre of movie that just disappears and goes away. Not not if they're good. Not if they're good. If they're bad, yes, you get like, oh, we haven't had a romantic comedy in a while. That's because you keep spewing out bad ones. Like, make make your movie good. I think the Marvels is a good movie. Now, again, where it fails for me, rush the ending. I thought that here, here you have a movie that's about these three superheroes and Monica Rambo, who's one of the three, she really didn't have much to do until the end. Like, it was kind of more about, like, Brie Larson and her learning how to deal with this, like, teenager fangirl who also has powers and this teenage fangirl dealing with meeting her hero and what that kind of means. It was more about that and their arcs. And Monica Rambo, I felt like was the third wheel. It was like, you're also here as well. Um, there's one really cool thing I wanted to mention that I thought was really strong directing wise. Like this movie I thought was relatively like plain for the most part. But I think one thing that the, that the director, whoever the director is, I don't have it in front of me. What they did really well was... The, the framing device of this movie is these three people who are in three different spots. Every time they use their powers at the same time, for some reason they switch spots. Yeah. And that created not only a lot of comedy, but really interesting fight scenes where they're trying to fight, but they keep switching spots with each other. And, and at the beginning, they have no idea what's going, like they have no idea what's happening and they have to just jump into this thing and like whatever. But later on, it's them trying to learn how to use that to their advantage and how to like, control it a little bit more because when they use it at the same time they switch spots um so it's kind that was kind of cool i've never seen that before in a superhero movie and i thought that was actually really well done so i thought that was pretty neat um overall this movie is a stream it for me because i i do think the ending really could have used like the script could have used a bit of a punch up I, I i hate that we keep talking about writers but i did think like the script was a little plain at times there were a few awkward moments the ending just didn't quite work for me um, but it's still a stream it for me because I don't think it's as bad as some of the movies and some of the TV shows Marvel's done recently. I actually think it was quite entertaining and just a fun movie. And if you forget comparing it to Marvel for a second, I would say this is like, oh, that's like a really fun superhero movie. Um, but I, I do think it's going to be compared fairly and rightly so to the other movies you're creating in the cinematic universe. So it wasn't quite up to the standard that I want to see, but it was still a lot of fun. And I think they did a pretty good job for 90 minutes of the just under two hour movie, which was pretty good. Like it, it ended up being pretty good. So I'm going to give the Marvels a stream it. Um, but yeah, I, this is, this was not my favorite episode in this long running TV show, but it was also not one of the worst ones. And it has a lot of rewatchability because it had humor and a lot of charm. And I really thought the acting was, was really well done. Like all the characters were really interesting. They were all well played. Um, Brie Larson did a pretty good job with this one. So I know we're running out of time, but one quick question, Mike. This might be controversial. Yeah. People, I remember people were not super jazzed about Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. Do you think that? No, I this, wasn't either. This movie is not performing well because people didn't like the first one. She and they said, "Oh, I'm a little pass. bit." Maybe like she she did she did do better in the in the lat like the only Avengers movies she's been in like she had small parts in that and she was fine and I think people liked her a little bit better and she kind of did a good job there um, so that's possible and like I was very critical of her performance in the first movie I didn't think it was very good the performance in this was a little bit better I think she's an okay Captain Marvel she still wouldn't be like my pick your Captain Marvel for, for this role 
No, like I, I think I think you could have gotten somebody a bit stronger, but she does. She is fine. She's not the problem with this movie. Right. Like the, there's other problems with this movie. I don't think it's her. So maybe maybe people are going because of that, which again is fair. And again, it's well earned. Marvel has earned a little bit of people not knowing 100% what we're going to get because some of their things have been hit and miss recently. Um, but if you like Marvel movies, I think you're going to enjoy the Marvels. I thought, I thought it was a lot of fun. Okay. Um, but there you go. We're, we're at the end of this episode. Don't forget fan questions next week. Get them in by tomorrow, the 22nd, um, if you want to be included. And then otherwise, you'll hear from us next week. Go see some movies.